All right, welcome back to the marketing automation discussion where we showcase what is working in marketing and sales automation with today's tools and channels. As always, I'm your host, Alex Glenn, and today we're gonna to talk about sales automation. We will uncover some recent news, recommended software, intelligence tools, and as always, we will leave you with actionable tactics to take with you to use with your team. Now, today I'm interviewing Steve Benson. And who is Steve Benson? Well, if you're an outside field sales rep or you manage a sales team, you should know Steve. Steve is the co-founder and CEO of Badger Maps. Now, Badger Maps helps outside salespeople accelerate sales and territory intelligence, uncover the best opportunities, and it allows you to see your customers on a color map to better understand your territory, which is pretty unique. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started. So, uh, Steve, let's start off with uh, sales automation. So um, sales automation, let me just quickly define it here. Sales automation attempts to automate the time-consuming tasks sales reps and leadership do on a monthly, weekly, um, and sorry, a daily basis with the goal of improving accuracy and accelerating the sales process. Um, now, sales automation software, um, which is really what that's talking about, uh, these are the apps and SaaS that help you perform many sales tasks faster, easier, and more efficiently. Um, so, um, Steve, um, why don't you go ahead and let us know what's going on in the field of or the sector of, of sales automation software. Um, mention some big players and then and maybe go ahead and talk about the systems that you use. Sure, sure. So, I guess... Uh... You know, I consider sales automation software to be any kind of software that allows you to do things in an automated fashion. Or do, allows SDRs, um, BDRs, so you know, sales development reps, business development reps, salespeople, whether inside, outside, salespeople, or sales managers, uh, do things in an automatic fashion that they historically would have done by hand or or on paper. Um, there's a ton. I mean, you know, thousands of of, of different companies out there that are that are automating different aspects of the sales process and and different ones are going to be appropriate for uh different people and different sales people or sales organizations and different industries that have different go-to-market strategies some major players that come to mind i mean you, you mentioned outreach.io uh you, you know and, and they uh, they have some very meaningful competitors as well like sales loft um there's Things like Persist IQ and HubSpot, Trade.io, Zapier, Ring Central. Um, you know, all, all of these products have uh, have have different aspects and elements of of making a, a salesperson's busy work automatic. Um, I guess you know, in terms of uh, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of the the, the broad my broad Lay take the land. The, yeah. yeah broad take on the space. Yeah, so um, why don't you talk about, um, I know we, we did this right before the call, but why don't you fill everyone in on, on just some systems that you guys use internally? Um, and I know it's going to be to each his own type thing, but um, I think mm -hmm. everybody likes to hear kind of what we use. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, as, as background, I mean, because this, this is, the tools that we use are going to be specific to kind of our industry and, and who we're selling to, how we go to market. And I think that's really the, you when you build a sales stack, those are kind of the three major 
things you're asking yourself. Who, what is the industry that I'm selling into? How, what size company in that industry? What is the go-to-market strategy that I'm using? Um, so for, uh, for us, you know, Badger Maps, we're a, you know, for background, we're a mid-size software company and we sell things specifically to, to field salespeople and the, you know, their management teams, we, we help enable field salespeople basically. So, mm-hmm. um, we have, a our go to market strategies with an inside sales teams, meaning that we, we sell our software over the phone and, uh, and, and so the, the, the sales stack that we're using is, is specific. So the first piece of sales automation software that we're using is close.io is our CRM. And that's uh, a CRM really made for SaaS companies to sell their product. Um, I would say it's made for mid and small sized SaaS companies. I would, it's, uh, and it's got, it's got phone systems built into it. It's a CR, it's a CRM with a phone system effectively and a bunch of automation tools within it. Uh, it ties in closely with emails, that sort of thing. So that's, that's our first, I'd say that, that, that's the, the base of the stack. Um, we use reply.io as a piece of software, you know, for, for automated new lead generation. Um, and that kind of sits on top of, uh, of a Gmail account and in, in, in an automated fashion sends out emails for, for lead generation. We use Zapier pretty heavily within close.io. Uh, mm-hmm. so we, we create zaps in the CRM that, uh, that for example, salespeople could run a hashtag command and, and an, an email sequence will start uh, pull, pulling the, the, the unique data from that customer record in the CRM. So th- that's kind of our, I would say that's our sales automation stack. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, yeah, you mentioned a few tools there and you're a mid-sized company. So it makes sense, you know, a lightweight CRM um, breaking up the email automations into a different tool. Um, all good stuff. So uh, my situation is obviously going to be unique and probably not um, worth mentioning too much about to the listeners. Uh, I use Agile CRM for my uh, my uh, CRM and uh, my marketing automation stuff. So Triggered Blast and uh, Blast to customers, um, as well as uh, Drift Campaigns. Drift I have on my site just for live chat. Um, nothing major, though. I don't fully integrate with Drift. And then hubcell.com uh, for my cold email campaigns. I like to break those apart from my CRM, keep cold emails in a different system. So I do that. Uh, for clients, I work a lot with software companies. So uh, if you use Intercom and my clients, a lot of clients do use Intercom. Uh, I try to build out the CRM and the marketing automation systems around Intercom. I think Intercom is becoming more and more um, a great tool to just have as the central sort of almost repository for all customer communications. Um, and then have a lightweight CRM on top um, and anything that really integrates well with Intercom in this use case. A uh, new CRM that I want to start using pretty quickly here is SalesSeq. I want to check that one out. That one's um, really closely integrated with Intercom and allows you to do some really cool stuff from within the chat widget. Um, and uh, Aircall.io is another uh, cloud-based phone system that sits on top of Intercom and allows you to do some really cool stuff from within the chat widget as well. So start and stop calls, um, call recording, uh, SMS, all that good stuff, all from within the intercom widget. So your front end, you know, marketing support, et cetera, uh, they can all sit inside intercom. Your salespeople uh, can deploy any of the triggered messages or um, blasts or 
uh, one-off messages from within Intercom as well. And uh, if they need to start a phone conversation or update the CRM, they can do that inside Intercom if they like, or they can do it um, from within their CRM that's integrated with Intercom. And then all the uh, uh, data is passed back and forth and no worries there on one system not being updated. So um, that's kind of the lay of the land with regards to marketing automation systems and tools. Um, now, uh, the second question that we're gonna tackle here is if you are in B2B sales, what are three sales intelligence tools you cannot live without? Um, so again, another core question. Uh, Steve, why don't you kind of take us through what you can't live without? All right. Um, well, I guess uh, yeah. It, it, depending on when you're when you're looking at the when you're looking at in the sales funnel. So I'd say you know later in the sales funnel, CRM and the automation that goes along with that, the emails and and keeping track of everything, um, clearly is a is a must have um, for an inside sales team like mine. Um, earlier in the sales funnel, if you're uh, generating leads. I would say LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a must-have at this point. I mean, it's just there's so much rich information in there that you can gather for account-based marketing or for cold emailing or for mm -hmm. um, just background before a call. I mean, I think I think LinkedIn Sales Navigator is it's hard not to buy that. Um, <laughs> I would say some some kind of uh, lead generation data information email gathering. Um, email gathering firm. Uh, so something like Dun & Bradstreet, Inside View, Zoom Info, Discover Org, um, any of those. Uh, and then finally, I would say something like Clearbit that enriches the data within your CRM. So you find out someone's email when they sign up for your, your product and then it's able to um, you know, really enrich it with who, who is this person, how big is their company, what industry are they in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, I guess I'd say, of course, if that that's for, that's all for me, isn't it? With an inside sales team, if you were a field sales team, I'd like to say that the, the app that we make, the Badger map is, is, uh, is, is one that you can't live without. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm the biased, one right though. there. I'm, I'm, I'm moderately biased. <laughs> oh no, don't say that. I'm sure it's a great tool. I haven't used it. If I had an outbound sales team, I would use it. Um, I'm going to recommend it to a couple people actually before I forget. So I'll have to get some more info from you. So um, recap uh, there, just, I didn't define it, but this is probably important sales intelligence for anybody who's listening uh, different than sales automation. Um, sales intelligence is really what goes on with the data itself. So whether you're um, acquiring new data or you're enriching data or you're um, syncing data sources together, um, that's sales intelligence, right? So, um, Steve had some really good, uh, advice there, sales navigator. I think we're all familiar with that, especially if we're in sales, um, inside view, zoom info, discover.org all bulked into that, um, uh, data purchasing and, um, and then Clearbit. Clearbit works a few different ways. Um, uh, Clearbit can enrich some data for you. You can add it to your forms and you can do stuff like, Hey, if they leave a wrong phone number, but a right email, Clearbit can kind of try to find you the right phone number. Uh, if they misspell something, Clearbit can kind of help you um, enrich that data and come up with a really good, um, a really good data set. And one thing to keep in mind, this is just a random story, but uh, Casper got sued recently because they were 
doing, uh, they were doing this uh, practice. They had this technology built into their site where um, it would observe keystrokes in a form. And even if you didn't submit the form, uh, Casper would go ahead and capture the data, enrich that data and uh, dump you into their retargeting campaigns. They used Navistone. So it was a big story. They got sued recently. So definitely be careful. Definitely have some stuff on your privacy policy and, and on your terms. Let people know you use cookies, all that kind of stuff before you really go in deep with the sales intelligence tools. <laughs> Just a quick FYI. Um, now, um, my favorite sales intelligence tools, again, I work a lot with tech startups. So um, tools like Quantcast to kind of take the traffic from your site and tell you things like, you know, what kind of cars they drive and, and um, you know, enriching that uh, data by cross-referencing a bunch of data sources um, that they have on the cookie browsers and, and, and uh, any information they have on the traffic of your site. So Quantcast is a really cool tool, um, give you some really good insights into your customers and your traffic mainly. Um, similar tech, uh, Datanize, same kind of thing. Um, similar tech I like a little more than Datanize. It gives you a little bit different perspective and a little bit more. Uh, but that basically tells you what kind of um, technology your customers use. Um, and also you can reverse look up and just say anybody using a specific type of technology, as long as there's a pixel on the site, similar tech can give you a good list and uh, emails as well. Um, now, um, my CRM, again, is agile, but I also like active campaign. I like lightweight CRMs like close.io, which Steve uses. Um, and I want to check out SalesSeek again. Cold email platform, I use hubsell.com. Um, I split off my cold emails. Hubsell has a really awesome platform uh, that allows you to do some really nifty stuff on the cold side of things. Um, uh, local, uh, there's there's some local uh, local group that I... I, I love to mention because these guys are doing some really cool stuff with regards to sales intelligence called detective.io. Um, and these guys have um, an awesome team and some awesome software that'll let you go ahead and train up and get some really interesting data on prospects. Um, really good use cases if you're going to a convention uh, and you need to know as much as possible about the people at the convention, go to detective.io, check them out. They'll give you some really awesome insights into who's at the convention, what's going on with their business, what market they're after, what their current objectives are, so that your sales team can go and you know do a cold outreach campaign or just approach them at the convention with a ton of knowledge about that specific person, their company, etc. Uh, another one, Fireflies.ai. Uh, and this is the last one I'll mention, but Fireflies.ai has a really awesome platform that lets you uh, go ahead and record. Um, automatically record phone conversations uh, between your salespeople and prospects. Uh, it patches in uh, just via a, a quick call. Um, you actually um, add them to the call uh, and they have the ability to automatically add to the call. Uh, and you can look into how that works. But what it does is it, it transcribes the call as it's happening um, and then it pulls out. It's got some interesting artificial intelligence to pull out notes from the call. So you get a nice export of just bullet point notes, main things that were covered in the call. And then you can actually sync your CRM and uh, tell uh, fireflies.ai to notify your CRM. You push that data into your CRM. If certain keywords were mentioned in the call, like pricing or discount or whatever. Um, so check that software out, fireflies.ai, check out detective.io, uh, hubcell.com, agile, similar tech, Quantcast. Now, um, finally, we have one more question, which is the bigger one. Um, the strategy behind it. So uh, we're going to ask ourselves, what is an effective sales automation strategy? 
and the tools and integrations, of course, that are necessary to pull it off. Um, so Steve, we talked a little bit about this right before the call, but why don't you mention a um, couple uh, insights into some strategy and how to go ahead and execute that. Yeah. So I, I guess when you're thinking about a, your, your strategy for your sales automation and the tools that you need to, to do it, the first thing to think about is what is my go-to-market strategy? Do I have an inside sales team, an outside sales team? Do I do e-commerce? Do I have a, a storefront? And, and that, that really leads you down very different paths, I think. Um, I guess the things that everybody needs to have is email automation systems for the different segments of the sales cycle. So am I sending out cold emails to people that haven't heard of me? Am I, am I sending out emails to some kind of newsletter of people that have signed up and opted in for a newsletter? Am I sending out emails to my prospects, to my customers and kind of having, there are different systems that are, that are kind of tuned for those different things for, and, and for different go-to-market strategies, I think. Um, ticketing systems is a, is a, a key thing. So you, you mentioned intercom and, and that you were using that. Um, that's, we, we use, uh, we use, uh, Zen, Oh, what is it? Zen. Zendesk. Zendesk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. They changed their branding to like a bunch of shapes. And, <laughs> and now whenever I try to think of their name, all I can think of is like a, a like a rectangle with a square leaning on it. It's, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. a, they very effectively branded that rectangle and square <laughs> and triangle, but now I can't remember their name. <laughs> um, Zendesk, yeah. So, uh, so Zendesk is fantastic and, and we're able to, to use that for a ton to carve off, carve off, uh, I guess, interactions from different, different points in the sales funnel. Some, we're sending some early stuff there some stuff from actual customers that it's more like support based uh, some areas of the sales system. And, 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 and uh, so that, that I think having a great ticketing system is really important and then using it all over, don't just use it for just tickets, but you can use it all over in the uh, throughout the sales cycle to, to free up time for your salespeople. Um, so it. then uh, calendar systems are, are, yeah. are key. I, I use Calendly. You know, go, the whole email back and forth every time, every time you're setting up an appointment is, is awful. Mm -hmm. And if you're a salesperson who's doing eight appointments a day, it, you know, it, it literally takes up all your time. So um, th there are a bunch of them and, and uh, they're inexpensive. And so those are fantastic. Um, you know, the, uh, you, you obviously need a CRM and, uh, and, and, a, and a place to capture your customer data and have that one single view of the customer that, that uh, so you can understand what's going on with them across you know your whole organization what's the relationship where are all the touch points what's going on where are they at um i i think our, our app the badger map is, is fantastic if you have a field sales system or a field sales team that you're out, mm -hmm. outside sales team that you're going to market with um automating a bunch of the stuff that they do the uh the more you can carve carve things up to different roles in your organization, you know, the, the more and, and pass off, uh, pass off responsibilities either to a piece of software or, or a person, you know, for example, if it's a, you know, customer, if a customer emails a salesperson and asks for a receipt, the salesperson shouldn't have to go into the receipt system and pull out a receipt that should be forwarded on either automatically or, 
or they you know should be able to just forward it by in an email or hashtag receipt and, and it should generate a, a trigger through through zapier or whatever to someone else in the organization that really is focused on that but covering mm-hmm. all the salespeople, and and the more you can take those types of um uh, not busy work busy worky and like you know things that they have to do the more you can take that off the, t- the the table for your salespeople and put that on someone who can focus on it and allow the salespeople to focus on selling the more productive that sales te- team will become that's great stuff so just to recap the name of the game is to automate as many processes as possible for your sales team so that they can spend their time selling and not having to deal with mundane tasks. Uh, I think now is a good time to mention a quick automation that I love to use. Um, It involves a CRM that will let you know when somebody is browsing any page on your site uh, with the page URL that they're on. Now, if it allows you to do this, there will be automations that you can trigger based on this URL visit. Uh, So you can actually notify your sales team when somebody is browsing particular pages on the site that relate to particular campaigns. So I use this a lot for email marketing. It's a very timely and actionable reason for your reps to cold call a prospect. You know they're interested enough to click through and view that URL. Uh, So that's a good time to kind of pick up the phone and see if you can get a little bit more information across over a call. Uh, And finally, uh, I'm going to lay out an example of a very, very good funnel that uh, I've used to run a few different um, sales processes and a few different um, product launches, actually. Uh, This funnel is created using a combination of intercom and a little bit of nifty custom code, but you can run it on any type of website. Now, uh, the way it works uh, is essentially you have a landing page that talks briefly about the company. The example that I stole this from, and I'll show it on screen here, is gigster.coms. It was a a campaign that they ran. It involved a landing page that was a mission statement on the left, two thirds, and on the right third was just a email capture. And once someone actually left their email, I can't show you the full funnel because it's not there anymore, Uh, but once you left your email, you were dropped immediately into a conversation with a support rep or sales rep uh, via an embedded chat window. Now they did not use intercom, but uh, kind of reverse engineered this and uh, created uh, the same type of funnel using intercom. Now the key is on the left side of the page, there will be a profile of the rep so that when someone's dropped into that chat, uh, they can see who's talking to them a little bit about that person their face, and uh, and some more information. So very, very useful. And I'll show you real quick the way I actually built this out. I copied Lemonade.com's flow. Lemonade.com has a really awesome lead capture system. It's a really good-looking, well-designed UI. Uh, you go to their homepage. You click on the main button on their homepage, and you get dropped into a screen that shows a simple question. Um, a first name, last name boxes right there and the actual rep's face above the boxes. And this does a couple of things. It allows you to see who's actually going to be helping you 
um, and it's very non-intrusive. So just your name and uh, we'll go ahead and continue to the next steps. Now, the way this works with intercom is uh, you have the fields that you enter through this funnel pushed into intercom. First name and last name are built in to intercom, but there are some custom fields that you can create in intercom depending on what questions you asked. So as you go through this funnel, uh, Lemonade asks different questions, eliminates home insurance. Um, so uh, you can set it up however you want. But the main things to keep in mind are you do not want the screens to open up new URLs. You want all the screens to exist on one URL. So talk to your developer about that. You don't want to have to refresh the page every time uh, they answer a set of questions. And then you want to break up the contact information in half. So you want maybe first name and company name at the beginning. Um, and then you want email and phone number at the end, maybe last name. Um, but break that up. And then as soon as they're done with the QA, uh, the best part about this is you've got their information in intercom and you can drop them into that chat, that embedded chat, uh, sort of like the intercom widget, but instead of the pop-up widget version of intercom, uh, you can actually mess with the code and uh, embed it onto a landing page. Uh, and then the profile of the customer support rep is on the left. So it's a left two-third or sorry, left third, right two third, and um, really awesome experience for the customers. They answer the simple questions, non-intrusive. Uh, they finish the contact information in two parts. Um, all of that information is pushed into intercom. And then when they land on the final page, they're actually greeted by their first name because intercom has their first name. So it's a simple dynamic text field. And then a couple more dynamic text fields for what they answered or how they answered that question, right? So if they selected A versus B, you can say, I see you're interested in A and not interested in B. How can I help you get started? So kind of ask that question to get them into the conversation. Another thing you can do with this type of funnel is if they answer a certain question in a certain way, you can actually divert them to a thank you page as opposed to the chat uh, because you've kind of deemed them unqualified. Right. So you don't want to put them in touch with a support rep, uh, send them to a thank you page and put them into an automated email uh, and and only use the chat to engage with potential prospects that are qualified based on the questions that they answer. Um, I use the team at codingninjas.co and I'll show the link there that uh, uh, each time I built this out, uh, they do it time and time again for me. So they're all trained up. And we're very, very good at doing it. And I think they've done it for a couple other people at this point. So I highly recommend checking them out. And uh, finally, I'll pass it back to Steve for some final thoughts on when and where is best to start trying to automate practices. Go ahead, Steve. Sure. Well, I guess, you know, uh, first of all, anytime you're doing repetitive behavior, in your sales process, there's often an opportunity to use a form of sales or marketing automation software or apps or tools to, to, to do it automatically. Um, so that, that, that is, it, whenever you see your, your sales team or your lead gen team or your marketer is doing something over and over by hand, that often should throw a red flag that we should look to, to see if someone built an app for that. Um, the, uh, and these, 
most of the sales automation software is extremely inexpensive compared to compared to what you're getting in terms of team productivity. Um, at least in my experience, the the uh, I, I guess you know, and we see this a lot just because of what we do. You know, we we basically deploy this piece of sales automation system to companies over and over and over again, and it's a very specific company. You know, it's the field sales companies, but um, you know, we the the things that they've always been doing by hand you know scheduling and mapping and routing out their day you know if you're a field salesperson you move around in the field um you need to those are scheduled appointments and and uh tends to take a lot of time to organize that figure that out figure out okay well if i'm going to be over here in you know in this suburb who 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 is important and on the way out there who's important on the way back that was a very by hand process and and we're just one op, one example of this, right? Um, other examples like you know we uh, we we automate data being sent to a CRM back from the field. So as the reps moving around in the field doing things, um, historically they would have to get on Wi-Fi or or use the CRM's mobile app or um, somehow gather data that gets sent back to the CRM. And that's a, another thing that we've automated and made very easy for the rep. And so then they're not surprisingly able to capture a lot more data. So those, those are our areas that we, you know, that I see a ton of like just in, in my day to day. But I think the the lesson, you know, when you zoom back is applicable to, to every organization, however you're going to market. It's that, you know, look at your sales team, figure out what type they are and, and where they're kind of doing these repetitive things and what's, what's affecting them and then look for a solution to do that. Uh, a great thing you can do as a manager is, look around at your team and, you know, figure out what, what automation tools they may be using half the time, Mm -hmm. you know, someone on your team has already automated this, that, or the other thing. And and if you ask, if you kind of say, Hey, if you kind of ask, ask around and say, Hey, how are you doing this? Someone often has a good way to do it. A great thing as a manager you can do is empower that teammate into that person on your team to, to have the opportunity to teach the rest of the team and take a leadership role. So if, you know, Suzanne on your team has figured out how to use, you know, Yesware really effectively for this one type of outbound activity that you do, um, well, fantastic. Have her teach everyone else on the team. Um, if John has figured out how to use, you know, this uh, th- this piece of software to, to you know, generate quotes really effectively in, in, in an automated fashion. Well, fantastic. Have him teach the rest of the team how to do that. Um, That's great. Yeah. And you can do the same thing as a, as a rep, right? I mean, ask around to your fellow reps, bring them value, show them how you're doing things, you know, and, 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 you know, kind of trade, f- figure out how, figure out how they're doing things. It, uh, it, it often, and not even just within your company, but at other companies too, you can ask how, you know, if you are a, five person a company that has five sales reps but you you have a good buddy who's at a place that has 100 sales reps there's a good chance they've figured a few things out uh and they may have people that full-time just figure this stuff out so ask them how do you how do you track this how do you do this how do you gather this information in an automated way how do you enrich this data set how do you you know wh- whatever the thing is that you're spending time on ask around uh you know sometimes it's as simple as doing a google search and it'll point you right to the thing that does it yeah, I, I like that. So just to recap, um, you know, like you just mentioned, ask your team what they've used in the past uh, to solve some of the automation issues or some of the manual issues that, that you see happening. Um, watch the tasks that are happening. Be very hands-on. 
look at the processes, follow them around, whatever you have to do to find out where mundane tasks are taking place and how you can automate those. Um, every second, every minute that the salesperson is spending um, doing some mundane task is, is, is a minute that they're not prospecting. They're not, you know, reaching out to, uh, to potential uh, customers. So you want to automate those wherever possible. Um, and then mapping out the sales system um, or even the sales people where they're going uh, to make sure that you're optimizing everything. Um, so like you said, the use case, if they're traveling this direction, um, see where they can stop on the way uh, to make sure that they're getting the most out of that time. Um, great tips. Um, I think we, I think we mentioned plenty of tools that people can use and look into and what we like and what we use for our businesses, which may help some people that are in similar circumstances. Um, I am going to link to your LinkedIn profile. I'm going to link to Badger Mapping and, um, and show those tools and, uh, and show your contact information. Um, thank you again for coming. And it's been hugely valuable, especially for me. I've got a, a short list of notes here that I have to go and act on and uh, start doing for myself. But um, anything else that I am forgetting to mention that you want to mention now? Well, I guess, yeah, people can find me on LinkedIn if they uh, want to connect. And, uh, and I just let, let, uh, let, let if, you, if you do have field salespeople and there's an interest in Badger, just mention the, the name of the podcast here and, uh, and I'll have my salespeople give you two months uh, for free of the service just for, just for listening to, to me and enduring my blathering. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very appreciative for having you on. I mean, we've been looking for a great sales expert uh to come on and do this this show with. So this has been really huge. So thank you so much. And um yeah, it's getting late, so I'll let you go. And we got a nice 40 minutes uh of content there. So I'll publish the link. So I'll get them back out to you and your team. And um, you know, if it warrants, let's definitely do it again sometime. But thank you very much, Steve. Thanks for having me. This has been fantastic. All right, sir. Take care. Take care.